Hello, everybody. So, uh, my camera was a little bit jerky there, so I was out. And now I'm back. So, um, <clears throat> so yeah, that was a, a really cool track from Mark Saul's Mixolydian album, which, um, those of you who don't know who Mark Saul is, um, he is the composer of the pretty <laughs> extremely famous pipe trio called um, The Hellbound Train, which is a really popular <clears throat> piece to play for all sorts of different players and pipe bands, and it was made famous by the Victoria Police Pipe Band in the 90s. And so that's one of his own albums that he put together using a lot of digital technology, MIDI technology, and he's actually playing on a on an electronic bagpipe there uh, throughout the entire album. So um, I thought that would be a cool track to play. And um, I think I hear Carl out there. He's beaming in today from Invermark. How's it going today, Carl? It's uh, going well. Things are, are definitely happening here. Um, it's uh, hanging out here in the big room where everybody is uh, you know, practicing, hanging out, getting ready for class, and it's quite a quite a fun vibe we're getting here from Invermark. What um, you know? How's it been this year? I know that um, Jack and Willie are there. Uh, I'm getting some echo from you. You sure you plugged in there, Carl? Yeah, just <laughs> crappy headphones, I guess. So, um, how are things going? How's uh? You know, what have some of the highlights been? Some of the highlights, I mean, uh, let's see. I think some of the, the great highlights here are just listening to the, the world-class instruction. Uh, we've got Donald hanging around, uh, teaching classes and, and singing Pibroch. Um, so you get, you get wafts and, uh, of that mu kind of music coming through. Um, sitting and listening to, to Willie McCallum's um, uh, uh, recital last night, absolutely phenomenal. He's a, a great player. Uh, Sadly, and, uh, it didn't quite make it into our archive. Yeah, apparently there was a problem with the sound. Um, so, fortunately, I don't think we're going to be able to share that. But um, tonight we should be hearing from Jack. Um, if he's willing to let us broadcast that, we will uh, do that tonight at 7 o'clock. Um, and uh, looking forward to that. And then, of course, on Thursday, we've got the instructor's recital. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's the, the, the vibe here is really high energy, lots of um, great learning, new tunes everywhere, uh, and the kids are, are, are really having fun here. So That's pretty cool. So the Scotia Glenville Pipe Band's there, right? So uh, they're getting ready for their trip to the Worlds. Yeah, they, um, they're, they're having practice every uh, afternoon after classes um, and getting feedback from Jack, Willie, Reed, Maxwell, John Fisher, Donald Lindsay. They're, they're getting lots of great feedback and just, um, you know, coaching them and, and getting ready to, to fly to the Worlds next week. Um, so yeah. they're, uh, you know, it's neat to hear them playing. They're playing at a very high level and uh, it's uh, quite inspirational. Especially this, this time of year, I mean, Jack and Willie are going to be at the absolute top because they're getting ready for uh, for the medals there um, in August. So I always enjoyed being at Invermark, and if you got up early enough, you could hear Jack run through Pebrox every single morning. He'd go through like all of them. Uh, 
one of, one of the years, um, Jack won the gold medal and the senior PBROC at Obin uh, in the same day one year. And um, I was fortunate enough to hear him, uh, you know, at Invermark that year working towards it. And he was really, really playing well that year. So that was pretty exciting. Uh, guest viewer 11, who is playing at the instructor recital? I think it'll be everybody, right? No one knows. Uh, I'm sure Donald will play, Jack Lee, yeah. Willie McCallum. Uh, who else we got? Um, and then Reed, obviously, will play. Probably Eric McNeil and stuff like that. So uh, so it should be pretty exciting. Lots of really, really good piping. And, of course, that's that'll be just, uh, delivered to you on your premium membership um, yeah. as part of Dojo U. So. Um, so, you know, we're excited to bring that there. So um, Vin's away today, and that's fine. One of the things is that this is our last Dojo Universe broadcast until August 22nd because uh, we're going away to Scotland next week, and we'll be away, and we won't be able to really organize the show. So what I thought I'd do is make this a little bit of a Ask the Dojo Anything sort of session. Uh, it could be anything about how to play better to just random questions or, or anything. So uh, be sure to type in anything you may like to know. Um, while you're thinking about that, I actually I've dug up some music from my past um, as I was going through the hard drive. And so I thought I'd play a little bit of music. Uh, this is a really cool track that I put together with a friend of mine um, who I actually met at Invermark. Uh, but he's an incredible jazz, incredible jazz uh, pianist. And so we put together some uh, piping music. And uh, this I think we did this back in 2004, it probably would have been. So um, enjoy this, and we'll get on, get on to some, uh, some questions when, when we're done with that. So uh, be thinking of anything that you could possibly want to know about, and we'll take those questions in just a second. So here we go.
Thanks very much. Yeah, that was a, a really a really cool track. I don't know, Carl, if you can mute that microphone. The feedback is pretty brutal. And uh, uh, so that was a um, um, really fun project. And uh, Andrew Carroll, I, I've, I've fallen out of touch with him, uh, unfortunately, but uh, he's just an amazing uh, musician with, um, you know, a lot going on. He was also a really good piper. He's probably, you know, uh, a really solid grade three piper. And um, we used to go over, I used to teach him a few lessons and then we'd head to the basement and, and jam for a while. And um, so we enjoyed laying stuff down. There's more um, secret gems where that came from. And we'll play a little bit more of that um, throughout the course of the episode, I think, um, especially when things get dry because, <laughs> because there's only so much interesting I can uh, bring forward here. But um, So thank you, um, Guest Viewer 11. I'm not quite sure. Um, do we know each other, Guest Viewer 11? Ah, Mike, hey, how's it going? Thanks for the compliment there. And uh, so, um, I'll, so Mike's question was, um, how many days is Oren Moore going to be in Scotland and, uh, you know, prepping for the Worlds and stuff like that? Really good question. We're leaving... Um, we're all leaving Wednesday night, so one week today is when we leave. Um, and we're flying out of various places, but we, um, you know, we'll all be arriving at the at our dorms, which are in Stirling, Scotland, which is about an hour north of Glasgow. Um, at least by train, anyway. And so we'll all be arriving there Thursday in the late morning. And uh, we'll start to practice Thursday afternoon. Um, practice Friday, and then we're, we're playing at the North Berwick Games on the east coast of Scotland. I believe it is, anyway. My geography's not that great. But uh, east coast of Scotland for the North Berwick Games on the Saturday. And then, uh, tragically, um, they've canceled the Bridge of Allen Games this year, which is uh, really disappointing for us um, because it's generally a great meeting place for grade one bands before the Worlds. So we won't have the opportunity to do that, which is uh, pretty disappointing. But uh, that's how it goes, I guess. So um, that is the general idea. And then throughout the week before the Worlds, we'll be practicing every day and working on our stuff. So um, that's, that's generally it, yeah. One of the things about flying to Scotland that uh, we do in Oranmore, which is a great tip for anyone who's you know thinking about taking their band over, uh, is that um, generally speaking, we don't really care what flight people get on um, to get to Scotland, and we all fly on different flights because people like to shop around for the best price and for the best airport as well. Uh, Oranmore is a very spread out band. So uh, we just have one rule that keeps everything um, Sane, which is that we don't allow any domestic transfers um, when, you, when you're going to Scotland. That's the only rule about booking your flight. For example, um, I wouldn't allow anyone in the band from Albany to fly to Newark first and then go over to Scotland. And the reason is um, that it's peak season for people traveling to Scotland right now. And if you missed that flight, you could be delayed by several days. 
Um, and so, and we, we came very close to that in 2008 when we went to the Worlds. Um, you know, we we're, we're almost missed the flight, and they said, well, the next time you're going to get on another flight might be sometime next week, which would totally destroy the trip and all the money that we had spent. So um, in 2009, uh, we started requiring that, you know, people uh, get all the way over to Europe on the first leg of the flight. Therefore, um, this year, you know, all of us are, I mean, I'm leaving from Newark, a couple of guys are leaving for Boston, and... Uh, <clears throat> Uh, and then we'll be getting not necessarily to Scotland, but at least we'll, people will be either in London or or Scotland, or uh, some people sometimes go through like Reykjavik or something like that, or I forget where else, Amsterdam, stuff like that. So uh, for anyone who's uh, you know uh, you know maybe planning a trip for the band to Scotland, or you know your band's talked about it, uh, that's a great little travel trip that I would uh, travel trip travel tip that I would highly recommend. Um, yeah, any more? Like, who else has got some questions? Um, it could be anything um, from how Dojo University works to, you know, to what we do. Um, uh, pretty much anything. I see Mike's typing again. What do you think, Carl? What do you have on your mind today? What's on my mind? Is my mic any better there? Yes. Hopefully. Well, I'm still hearing uh, some feedback. That's weird. Uh, anyway, what's on my mind? I'm kind of keeping an eye out here, seeing if I can snag a couple instructors on the way by um, to lunch. Uh, what's on my mind is uh, P-Brock. Yeah, I've been thinking a lot about my P-Brocks. Yeah. Um, every morning, if you've been checking out the, uh, the, the podcasts, the whole group, including the drummers, um, are singing McLeod Arase's Salute, the uh, ground and thumb variation in Canarac. Um, it, it's really a, a, a neat thing, very powerful. Uh, so that's um, kind of a, a cool thing that's been on my mind because it's one of my solo competition tunes, so it's neat to hear that every morning. And, uh, I don't oh, know. that's right. I forgot that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you so go. Kind of a, a neat coincidence here. So. Definitely. Well, that's pretty cool. I mean, um, Invermark's so great for that, isn't it? I mean, uh, it, it's it's you, you don't understand it, right? So you can go for lessons, and uh, you can even go to you can even hang out at Dojo U for every single class that we do. You just don't, you know, it's it's not quite the same. We're, I mean, that's what I'm trying to do with Dojo U for sure. Is like, how do you get that um, that vibe and that sort of osmosis factor that you get when you're at Invermark? You're thinking about bagpipes all day. You're hanging out with other people just like you, and uh, it just starts to soak in, and and um, it, it's it's amazing. You learn so much, and, and you really uh, move things forward to a huge, huge degree when you're there. You know, whether you're teaching or learning or whatever. You know. To uh, answer your question, there, Mike, um, the reason the drummers are singing the Pibrock too, um, it's something that that went on at Piping Hot with. Uh, Jack and Donald uh, this past two weeks uh, and Donald really loved that idea um, and uh, brought it in because it, it gives the drummers kind of a, a better uh, understanding of the music uh, kind of the, the where everything came from uh, where our styles of music came from and 
don't know, it's just a good thing to get everybody's mind going in the morning, and uh, well, it's kind of a fun fun about it. I think they're going to do it at the Kaylee. Perhaps uh, Donald would like to say a few words here. You want to say a few words to the podcast, Donald? Donald's wandering in. Here's a. Andrew, is he on right now? Yeah. Okay. Stick that in. Hey, Andrew. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. Hey, Donald, man. You don't need to. uh, You don't need to yell. (laughs) Hey, Andrew. How you doing? Good, man. Hey, um, congrats on another uh, successful Invermark uh, week there. It's looking pretty good. From thank you very much, Andrew. We're having a lot of fun. How are things going? And, and tell us a little bit in a nutshell about these interviews that you're doing. Okay, I will. I have had the opportunity to ask a question of some very fine pipers. Here's the question. The basic question is, what is it in your environment that has enabled you to become a professional piper? What has inspired you to do it? And what is it in your environment that enables you to continue to develop as a professional player to gain more experience, knowledge, and skill? I've had the opportunity to ask Stuart Little this question, uh, Alan Bevan, Robbie McNeil, Terry Lee, the young Lee kids, Alistair, John, and Andrew. Colin wasn't present, although the day before he won the Open P-Rock at Kamloops Games, came ahead of everybody. He's playing yeah. very well right now. Um, I asked um, Will Nichols, and uh, I'm about to do an interview in about five minutes with Jack Lee and with Willie McCallum, trying to find out a little bit more about what it is, in Willie's case, in the Scottish environment that enables people to reach the levels they've reached. The answers, Andrew, are phenomenal. While there's a lot of common threads, a lot of people saying good teaching has helped us get there, and having a calendar where we can go out and play through the winter months, and also this motivation to get amongst really good players. And another comment that's been coming out a lot is we will go a long distance if the judging is good. Yes. If we have people that we respect as judges, we will go the extra distance. We're not so interested in the money for prizes. We're more interested in playing at a high level and being listened to. So, Donald, These are some of the themes. And, Andrew, uh, we're going to publish this article in the Fall Voice, and it'll be a series of about 12 interviews. I haven't awesome. named all the people, but those are a lot of the people. And I'll be honest, I have a motive. You have a motive? motive. Can you tell us what that is? The motive is to encourage the people who are keen on professional piping to pull together a calendar. I hope region by region. I would like to see my own home region, the Northeast, begin this process and set up a series, continue what Orrin Moore has already done. They've already got two great events going on. And I'm hearing rumors of a possible third. But I'd like to get some other people to pitch in also and help with this calendar and make more professional events. 
One thing that's become evident is that the USPBA has done a great job of getting people involved in piping and providing a means, a mechanism for them to develop. The problem is it requires special thinking to get into the professional level. I'll give you a prime example. In Scotland, the RSPBA has done a great job to provide a, a whole framework for pipe band competition. Eventually, the CPA arose. Its job is to provide a framework for high-level professional competition. I couldn't in any way imagine the CPA telling the RSPBA how to run band competitions. And I could not imagine in any way the RSPBA telling the CPA how to run a professional contest for soloists. They're specialists. Each one does what they do very well. We do not have a counterpart like that at the moment in the United States. British Columbia has a counterpart. They figured out how to do it. Scotland's figured out how to do it. We need to figure out how to do it. And I think I'm getting this kind of feedback. The best way to do it is get the professionals and the amateur ones working together to create this new environment. So that's what we're, that's what we're up to in our spare moment. Yes. I like it, man. I like it. I knew you would be on that page because you and I have chatted about this before. And um, no, the Donald, thing I, that none of us want to see is we don't want to see a young person move into the professional grade and have nowhere to go. We want them to have a framework that's going to inspire them to become better. Yeah, so I think that's certainly, uh, certainly a frustration of mine. Now, I know you have to go, but uh, Mike Fonden asks, can you go out on a limb and predict the top five bands in grade one at the Worlds? Well, we know that shots will not be competing this season. We know that. That's so a very safe I'm gonna, response. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to put them in order, but I... We, I think we can all expect Field Marshal to be in the top five. I think we can expect SFU. I think we can possibly see Inverary getting into that top five. Um, those are the three that I think will definitely be there. It may be a little bit of a scramble regarding the rest. I don't want to make any more predictions. Uh, Slot may I have a good go. I think Scottish Power will definitely yeah. be up there. There's a lot of well. talk on the street about that. Yes, there is. What's the talk on the street? Well, the big thing we're uh -oh. very sorry to hear is that Shots has pulled out for the rest of the season due to the controversy over the Facebook post. And that's unfortunate that that has happened. But I think the scuttlebutt that came from that was that the pipe major resigned from the band as a result. And now they're right. looking for a new pipe major. Right. But be that as it may, Shots has a great history. We all want to see him back in the game again soon, and I hope they'll be back. And word on the street is they'll be back for 2013. Great. Well, I'm glad to hear that anyways. Um, and then a happy belated birthday. Thank you very much. And this and, is Inver Mark's 50th birthday this week. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, 50 years. So, Andrew, it is great to see you. It was a great hookup here on the computer. And... Uh, I wish you well in your endeavors. Will we see you at the Cayley Thursday night? Uh, I'm, I'm coming Thursday afternoon. Uh, I'm not sure how late I'll be able to stay, but because um, we're getting ready for Herkimer on the weekend. But uh, okay. I'll definitely be down. I'm coming down tomorrow for at least a little bit. 
All right. We'll look forward to seeing you. And Carl's doing a great job here. He's the techno man. He's already fixed up a whole lot of things that needed fixing. All Excellent. the best, Andrew. We'll be All seeing right, you. Okay. See you later, Thank Donald. You. Thank you, Carl. So um, now Patrick raises a really interesting question. Where is Oren Moore going to finish at the Worlds? Well, I'd love to be in the top five. But um, uh, I think that the band is playing quite well. It's all a matter of, uh, you know, uh, how we pull it together. Do I think we have the potential to be in the top five? Yes. Absolutely. Do I think we're a shoe in No, I don't think so. Would I, would I bet my uh, life savings on it? Probably not. But uh, I think we definitely, there's nothing that we're doing that rules us out of the top five or six. Um, but what we're focused on we is... Uh, uh, yeah. What uh, we're focused on is uh, <laughs> well, there's Andrew. getting Get some to the... John Fisher here. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Can, you, can you give us a... a a few words. You're not live, are we? <laughs> yes, we are. Oh, perfect. Love it. <laughs> Can you give us a few words about Invermark? What's uh, what's Here. going on this week? Uh, back in Invermark, it's my third year, and it's wonderful to be back in Invermark. A lot of the same return students that were here in the past couple of years. It's great to see the same faces and see their progress. Uh, it's just really wonderful. Just love coming here. It's one of the best schools I do. And every 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 element's wonderful here. I love it. Yeah, so yeah, fun. good stuff. I've, I've got a question for John. He's got a question here. Go ahead, Andrew. My question is, who is the coolest drummer that you've worked with in the past six months as far as, like, super famous drummers? All right, who's the coolest drummer that you've worked with in the past uh, six months oh. as far as super <laughs> famous? Well I'm, a, see, well, I'm about to work with one I'm excited about. I'm about to work with Sting's drummer coming up shortly. Uh, right. I'm still working with the drummer from Death Cab for Cutie. I worked with him last week on Skype on the road. Um, uh, Anthrax drummer, who's sort of a heavy metal drummer. Excellent. Uh, I can't even think. Ooh. And some various Canadian bands, uh, Three Days Grace, if you heard of that band, and Nickelback, and uh, still working with him. Uh, you, got, you got me off guard, Cats. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyways. Big thing when I'm kind of excited about. And he, Excellent. He plays, yeah. He's one of the top studio guys. He plays with a lot of different people. Yeah. Is Stuart Copeland still Sting's drummer? Anyway, is Stuart uh, Copeland still Sting's drummer? No, he well, he was the police drummer. Uh, he's the police yeah. drummer. Ah, right, right, right. This actually, this guy actually played with Frank Zappa originally. Because he was Frank oh, wow. Zappa from many many years ago. Now he's with Sting and with Herbie Hancock and various different people. You know, lots of studio work. Studio drummer in Los Angeles. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Well, thank you for your time. Okay. Great seeing you guys. I think we've got Thanks. Reed thank Maxwell you. here too. It's uh. Oh, Reed's here. Yeah. So maybe we'll get a few words from him. There's Ursa, oh. one of our other instructors here. Few, How's few Ursa doing? About Me? Yeah. Going awesome. Total blast. Ask Ask Ursa where he's playing this summer. Where are you playing this summer? Where am I playing? Yes. What kind of competition? What games? Yeah. Uh, all in Scotland. Um, Malaga Morar. Um, Glenfinnan. Hopefully Perth. Uh, Oban Cowell. Sweet. Are, are, no uh, northern meeting? 
really good. I can't hear. No northern me. I might be there, but I don't think there's anything for me to play on. Oh, okay. Great. Well, um, it's good well, to see you, Arisa. I'd love to hear Reed. I'd love to hear uh, Reed's take. The, Andrew's asking. He'd love to hear right. your take on. On the glory of Invermark. On the glory of Invermark. Oh. Say a few quick words. Quick few words here. See you, Ursa. The glory of Invermark. Hey, the glory of Invermark. Well, isn't that Donald? <laughs> yes, I think. <laughs> no, it's been great. It's an absolutely fantastic location. That's what makes it so cool in the first place. Really good. Lots of places to play and uh, lots of room to do what you want to do. Lots of good space and uh, just a great location. Great instructors. Donald's got a great crew this year. Uh, Willie McCallum back on the pipe and Jack Lee, uh, Maureen and Paula. Steady Freddy's and young Ursa Beckford up cracking the whip. I haven't seen too much of that whip. I think he's been far too easy on the young'uns. Too nice. <laughs> I was much meaner when I taught Invermark. He's <laughs> saying he was much meaner when he taught Invermark. <laughs> Maybe yes, that's why it's in the past tense. <laughs> <laughs> but it seems to be going good. Everybody's having a good time. And uh, I think the environment, coupled with, a, with the, um, the faculty and just trying to encourage other kids to play a lot. Like last night, we had the little drumming competition, and I think every drummer played in that contest. They just all wanted, wanted to get up and play, and I think it'll be pretty similar on the piping tonight, so it should be a good night. Excellent. Great. Hey, Catch you later. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, Reed. There you go. Well, that was kind of fun. Yeah. Unexpected. That's <laughs> what happens when you... That's the really neat part about uh, you know summer camps is you're just sitting around in the main area, and people walk by, and you can get that kind of... You know, a couple of thoughts about what's going on, and, and that's the, really the magic of, of, of summer school stuff. So. Definitely. Um, I want to go back to uh, what I was saying about Oren Moore uh, before we were so rudely interrupted by famous pipers and drummers. Um, I just, uh, just to clarify, I, um, I, I believe that uh, uh, we definitely could make the top six. Um, I think there are some pipe. There are a few pipe sections that are that would be impossible for us to beat. But only a few. I don't think it'd be possible to beat Field Marshal or uh, SFU. Um, probably not Scottish Power, and we'd have to be really, really good to even possibly beat Inverary. But uh, I feel like all the other pipe sections um, are beatable, and it's not to say that they're bad. That's not what I'm saying. Um, uh, I'm saying that uh, I think if Oren Moore were to play their absolute best, we could in the piping. You know, we could possibly be fifth place uh, in the pipe, right? Like, just that's in the realm of possibility. And then as far as the drum corps go, I'm not as well studied there. But uh, I think we have an excellent drum corps. And I, I think we have, I think we're coming up on uh, some of the best ensemble in the world. I really feel that way. You know, I think we're close. Are we going to get it this year? I don't know. But uh, Patrick was baiting me. Uh, by saying, uh, will Oren Moore uh, be in the top five? Well, um, I, I'm going to focus really hard on it. And I know Keegan's here today. He's one of our pipe sergeants. And, you know, we've got our, we've got our uh, crazy eyes going at band practice. And, uh, you know, we're going to be really focused on pushing the envelope as far as we can. So, so that is the, uh, um, that's the plan. Hey, Keegan, are you, oh, you're flying out of Boston, right? I have to try and find a ride to Newark Airport next week. 
Yeah, bummer. All right. Well, uh, I'll work on that. <laughs> I'll work on that later. Um, but uh, but there you go. So there you go. John says he's doing a big pro event in Alberta soon. Yeah. See, we our, our problem here, I'm with Donald on this one. Um, we don't have a lot of pro players. And then if there ever is an event, it's, it only ever happens once. Um, I think... Um, uh, you know, I think that uh, we need to develop some sort of community here, and uh, that's one of the projects that uh, the Dojo and Oranmore have been working on. We have some, uh, Oranmore hosts some indoor competitions, and uh, what we'd like to do is, you know, uh, the Dojo would like to get involved and help make that even more. Like, we'd, we'd like to do three or four, and then maybe you could have a little league, and you could be shooting to win the league or something like that, so. Um, yeah, and see, John, so not a lot of pros in Alberta either, and then you're going to invite people, and then the, the, the problem you're going to have with that is you could run a successful event, but how many times can you do it? Like, how many times can you raise that money that you need to draw the, the really top players into the event? So, um, And if you come up with the answer, I would love to know. But, uh, you know, Donald's been doing some great research, and he's very inspired because... Um, you know, he feels like the, the top level is, uh, and I agree, it's extremely frustrating. <laughs> it's called a casino. All right. Do you go play blackjack yourself, John, or do they, do they donate money? It's one of those Canadian things where they make the casino donate half the profits, right? I know the casinos are a big source of, yeah, big, big... That's, of course, that's a very abstract version of what actually happens, but uh, casinos donate a lot of money to the arts and other nonprofits in Canada as a requirement for operation. So, uh, so that's kind of interesting. Um, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Excellent. Well, that's kind of interesting. Uh, what else? Any more? Uh, any any other questions here so far today? I can play some more music. I can play some more of the Andrew Carroll Jam sessions. I can play some more Mark Saw. You know what? Are, what do we want to hear today? I've got a track. I I don't even know if Keegan's heard yet. Yeah, that'd be cool if uh, Oren Moore could run a casino. Mike wants to hear Oren Moore's medley. Doodly doodly doo. We could work on that, maybe. Hey Carl, any chance you could pull the Oren Moore medley from Rockland off of the uh, off of YouTube? Yeah, I'll work on that. No trouble. Yeah, you gotta get. We gotta get the right one though. There was one that had the best quality. Let me see if I can find it. Um, I think it was. Was it Johnny Bagpipes 44? No, it wasn't Johnny Bagpipes. Uh, his was quite good. It might have been Flying with Leon. Might have been my favorite one. Yeah, there you go. Here, I'll send you the link, Carl. So Carl can work on that. Uh, hopefully we'll get that by the end. Um, we were very happy with the medley that day. Even though I almost passed out because I had a brand new repeat. But uh, really happy with the medley. Um, only sort of happy with the MSR. That's our project for this weekend is to get that MSR, you know, up and going again. 
So um, let me play, while we wait for that, let me play a cool track that I found today um, that uh, it's actually, it was taking the, one of these sessions that I had with Andrew Carroll, and then what we, what we had was, uh, what I did, I met a guitar player when I was in college who, uh, you know, came over for a session one day and he ended up overdubbing stuff um, on top of uh, what we had done in the past. So um, I thought that was pretty cool. And uh, I'm, I'm going to upload that here today. I think I might have frozen there temporarily. Here we go. And uh, I thought this was a pretty cool track, and we'll listen to that. And, um, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll go there with that. Keegan's going to be brainstorming the Oranmore Casino. Which is actually um, our, the Celtic Hall here, which is the, our facility that hosts us when we practice and stuff. Um, they run bingo uh, twice a week, and that's how they raise money for their facility, which, you know, we're very grateful to have as well. So, uh, <laughs> Gambling addiction and funding pipe bands. There seems to be a, uh, a parallel here. Anyway, this, this track is a little bit raw, but uh, I thought it was really fun. And uh, as we get towards the end, most of it is completely uh, improv. So uh, I'm not sure if Keegan's heard this version, so we'll see if he likes it.
Okay, so that was a uh, um, that was a really fun experience. So um, just uh, what happened, is, and I think it was in the maybe the spring of 2005 that uh, we recorded what we were hoping would be um, a sort of uh, garage band type album. Uh, we um, where we recorded ourselves and Andrew Carroll and I got together and we had uh, you know really fun time putting it all together and then um, uh, so and then we put that together and there are still all the secret tracks are still here but uh, you know they're pretty raw I haven't released them or anything um, and what happened is yeah so I, um, I knew a guy in college and and Keegan and I were just sort of talking about it, but, um, um, yeah, we just sort of got to know each other. We were in classes together and we might've even had a project together or something, but I remember he ended up bringing his guitar over and, uh, basically just, uh, we just connected his, uh, guitar, uh, straight into the, into my mixing board, uh, and recorded it on top of this project. And he just uh, basically jammed over top of it for a while. And then when we got something that sounded kind of cool, we mix it down. And that's how we made that track. So he's actually playing, you know, he's playing in the right ear, the left ear. And I think he's even doing a third one. And uh, just I love I love that sort of collage style music. I really do. I, I love, you know, and you could listen to that track 20 times and you'd hear something different each time because there are so many different layers. And um, so I'm really into that. Uh, my Gil Kreist album and my Expression album are both, um, you know, definitely uh, related to the collage idea. Okay, so so Keegan was asking, you know, uh, <clears throat> is it hard to find people to jam with? The answer is, in music school, it wasn't that hard. There were a lot of uh, guys that liked to play music and, uh, uh, you know. And the trick for any piper is knowing, you know, your theory enough to tell people what to play. So... I was able to tell Tom Fainu, I was able to tell him uh, what key I was in, what the basic chord progression was. And then I was also able to explain, you know, I think that was a B-flat set of small pipes. So I was able to explain how he would get his guitar, right? Because guitarists don't really like to play in B-flat, right? It's an awkward um, key to play in. So um, I was able to, you know, to explain to a guitarist how to change the tuning such that my A equals his A. Then it's really easy to talk. All right, now uh, uh, Patrick says, do I need to buy my two albums? Yes, all of my music is experimental. I've never really felt like, um, I've never, it's not true. I have felt inspired to do my own traditional piping album. Uh, I've never gotten around to it. Um, you know, for me, the question is going to be, what do I have to offer? You know, what do I have to say that hasn't been said before as a solo piper? And the answer is, I do have things to offer, but um, I want to think about it more and I want to develop it. And so that's something that's going to happen uh, in the future. Um, meanwhile, um, I feel like I feel like Gilchrist is um, it's my favorite bagpiping album. Uh, obviously, you know, um, I felt like we did a good job with it and it really sort of, to this day, I'm still happy with how it came together and how we were able to use the instrument to, uh, to really convey this idea. It's a pretty romantic idea, right? It's, it's a bit of a, a, a concept album and, you know, definitely, uh, taking a legend and bringing it to life a little bit with the pipes. And so 
I'd highly recommend my second album. The first one is uh, very experimental and some cool stuff on there. Um, you know, it's an important first step, I think. But uh, anyway, so that, that, a few words there about um, what I was doing there. Yes, there's uh, Gil Gilchrist is not mostly Peabrock, as a matter of fact. Uh, <laughs> I think that's Keegan, kind of like bagpipe rock opera. Yeah, kind of. Um, it uses some. It's inspired by some Peabrock, right? Especially the Peabrock having to do with um, with the legend. I guess I could play a little bit of. I could play a little bit of that too. Um, when you hear, I'll, um, hey, uh, Carl, can you stop that for a second? Um, let me just play, I'll play the opening track to give you a feel for the, um, see if I can find it first though, um, cause it doesn't take long. My, my computer search has been strange. Here we go. So um, so anyway, you might want to just be careful with your headphone volume here <laughs> because uh, it could be, it comes out pretty loud. But uh, So it's basically um, a, a Matt Griffin, who, who's actually teaching our music history course. This was our project that we did together. So he's playing all the guitars on it, and um, it's pretty, um, you know, definitely inspired by some of the um, harder rock and roll out there, but uh, here you go. So here's a uh, Battle of the Strom. Whispers a little bit at first. Okay, here we go.
So, um, so yeah, that's the first track from, from the, my Gilcreast album. It's really like, it makes me grin. So here's the album. Here's what it looks like. Um, Kieran Gorlitz, who's a good fr- friend of mine in college, made this co- cool collage that we scanned in like super high quality to make this um, album cover. It's like extremely awesome. Uh, this is actually, the cross is actually, the cross of it is actually photoshopped because uh, it fell off. <laughs> it fell off doing scanning. But other than that, it's like a legit collage. And then anyway, on the inside, um, and for those who are listening, I'm showing it right now, but uh, we we um, we did a bunch of research and we compiled this legend, which is, of course, I'm sure... Um, you know, I'm sure it's not exactly how it went, but, uh, you know, it's sort of a romanticized version of what we think probably happened. And then the track numbers are inserted in the story, right? And so each of our each of our tracks were written as part of uh, this Gilcreas story. So uh, I don't know. It's one of the first bagpipe concept albums that I did. Um, yes, I did a lot of research. Yes. A lot, a lot. I, w- I did. I went to the McLeod. Went to the library of the McDonald's. I think it was actually. Uh, I spent a lot of time. I've spent a lot of time in McLeod territory, and um, we actually went to the supposed location. It was very creepy. Where where the burning of the church of Gilcreas happened. I'll, I'll have to tell that story some other time. Uh, uh, as well, and it was pretty cool. Who's guest viewer too? Me. Oh, it's Keegan. You've been guest viewer, all sorts of different guest viewer numbers today. But um, uh, I see what happens, yeah. So anyway, that, that's the deal. So we had a request for the Oren Moore medley. So this is the best recording of it yet. Carl's going to pop it up there for us. And uh, and then we'll leave. We'll sign off with that here. So um, our next... I hope Carl's still there to upload it. Carl? Oh, there we go. And so our next meeting on Dojo Universe is going to be um, uh, August the 22nd is when everybody gets back and we can get back at it. But um, we are going to continue. I think we decided we're going to continue with some Dojo U programming while we're in Scotland. Looks like we will have good internet there. So we're going to keep some classes going. Um, People who are members will hear a lot about that moving forward. and we'll definitely keep people posted on the things that are going on. But uh, in the meantime, um, we'll listen to this medley, and I, I think uh, the medley is certainly headed in the right direction based on what we have here. So, um, what new classes do I anticipate? Um, good question. Um, we're hoping to get Willie McCallum on for a prolonged period of time in the fall. So. Um, you know, we're hoping to work with Willie. I've been, uh, I've talked very briefly with Mark Saul. We're also working on finding a person to do. We've done music history now with Matt Griffin. That's still going on. We're also talking with um, a couple of experts about whether or not they can teach uh, a detailed history of the bagpipe as well, uh, which would be obviously a really good thing. Um, and we also have our new belt system, which is launching next week, which uh, is a curriculum uh, for people to follow using Dojo U as well, so, uh, which jives completely with the Institute of Piping Exams. So, um, 
So that's going to be a really great feature that we're going to launch during the month of August, and we're going to work to try and promote that a little bit. Uh, and then uh, anything could happen. So I'm, I'm, pl I'm hoping to talk to a lot of really good pipers while I'm over there. So uh, thanks, Mike, for that. Um, thanks for the good luck. And we'll, we'll uh, finish up here with Oren Moore's medley from the Rockland Games. So thanks very much for joining us today, and we'll see you uh, in a few weeks when we're back.